Hello and welcome to the 20 Minutes of Filler Podcast, episode 72. I am your host, Jason Gatarski, and I'm here again with my friend, Eric Carlson. Oh yeah. So, we're back. And it has been a busy week, dude. I've been packing games and shipping games. Thank you for your help last week, shipping hey, games and packing games. So everyone else out there, thank Eric, because he's a part of making this happen when you get Green Couch games on your doorstep. You're welcome, Green Couch backers. Uh, we are 90% done with shipping. It should be finished in the next week, and Woo. everyone will have their Outlawed copies. Everyone will have their Rocky Road a la Mode copies, and that is a good thing, because today we just launched... Ladder 29 on Kickstarter from Matt uh, Riddle and Ben Pinchback. Our trick-taking climbing game awesomeness with art by Andy Jewett. So if you haven't yet, please check out the Kickstarter. It's a great little game. Uh, it's off to a good start. And if you like classic family-style games, card games, get on this one. You cool yeah. with that? You cool with yeah, that? I'm down. Okay, I'm down cool. I'm climbing that ladder. Cool. I don't just invite you on my show to show for my games, but mm. while you're here, you might as well. Am I right? Yeah. Cool. But we're here to talk more about than just Green Couch Games. We are here to talk about great little games. And we're going to talk about some that we have played recently that we think you should know about. The first one uh, is one that Eric and I played together today uh, two times in a row. Because it was good and it was quick, and we wanted to see more of it. Yeah, and that was also a recent Kickstarter uh, called Mint Works from Five Twenty Four Labs, designed by Justin Blasky. Now this is cool. This is a cool game. Do you agree? Eric? Yeah, like cool, like a breath mint. Cool, like a breath mint. So cool. uh, it's fresh. So fresh. So fresh. Awesome. Hey, uh, here's what it is. Right, it is a simplified worker placement game it fits in an altoids size tin altoids did not pay for that endorsement but no. i'm going to say it because that's what it is it's a tin yeah they could hold mints yeah but it doesn't it holds a game it's a nice little tin it's embossed mm-hmm. um it beautiful it has uh, really simple kind of clean artwork but the idea is there's these cards out there you have little white discs which are your mints and you're I, trying to build up your neighborhood I tried to eat them a couple of times. That was not a smart idea. No. I'm pretty sure it says do Chip. not eat right on the box. Chip to tooth. <laughs> awesome. Send your bill to 524 <laughs> Um So the, here's, here's what it says on the box. On the tin itself, it says Mintworks is a refreshingly light worker placement game. Refreshing. Huh? Easy to learn with a small footprint. And it's a perfect filler game to keep you engaged time and time again. Filler game. It's like they listened to this podcast. They, knew, they did. They knew what words would get us excited. <laughs> But it says take 10, 10, 20 minutes to play. I think it took us 20 minutes the first time because we were learning it. Yeah. And it was a little confusing because the rule book's so simple that, like, you have to actually look at the cards, too, because the cards teach you the game um, as well because they're all special abilities. So it just took me a second to get my mind around this stupidly simple game. Uh, but then once we got going, it was it was easy. Yeah. Uh, you, place, you start with a few mints, and you're putting them on different locations, and the locations give you abilities, like... Uh, buy a plan. And the plan cards are cards you put in front of you, which you can later choose to build by placing a worker. And, and they give you stars for building mm-hmm. up your neighborhood. The area in front of you is called your neighborhood. Your plans go face down. And once they are kind of built, they are turned face up. Yeah. And uh, there's an economy in there where you're just trying to optimize your actions because there's one that's like, place one mint here to get 
two mints. And there's a in the advanced game, there's a special location that is repeat one of the other locations that's already occupied, so yep. you can get more mints. So you're trying to get as many actions as you can by building up your worker mints, mm-hmm. and then uh, buying plans and building plans that also give you special abilities and special boons. So um, the first one to get to seven at the end of the upkeep phase is yep. uh, going to be, or that's when the game is over and whoever has the most stars on their buildings wins. Which was me both times. Both times. Both times. Yeah, I made some mistakes. It's all right. I mean, I, I got lucky. That's how I usually win games. Right. Just getting lucky. Oh, so. I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah, my primary mistake was not backing this game on Kickstarter. I yeah. saw it, and it, I love worker placement. I don't. I have a lot of regret. This is like my one Kickstarter regret for not backing this game yeah it's awesome we looked online it was like 20 bucks yeah with shipping if you got it from the website essentially right of the company or it was 20 bucks on amazon prime right but like i think my kickstarter was way cheaper yeah so uh, yeah but they had a really successful kickstarter and the game turned out really nice and i can see uh, why it's got a little buzz going because yeah. it's it really is a, a, a simple simple fun <laughs> look at worker placement yeah um at any given time i have two to three altoid tins Sitting in my car on my dashboard. So you might. This and might not so, be a good game for you to own. No, I should definitely get one. So it just goes in the collection, <laughs> and then I always have a sweet worker placement game wherever I am. Well, and it has a solo variant with yeah. some little AI cards in there. I haven't played that yet, but I want to because right. it's quick and it's it's straightforward game. Um, yeah. Any other any thoughts about this one that like really just what what made it connect with you? It just the simplicity of it. It's quick and it, it scratches that worker placement itch perfectly. I think it'd be a good teaching worker placement game because most worker placements are like, you know, 45 minute investment minimum. And so this is a great quick, like, this is how it works. This is the mechanics. And so it's a good intro, good intro filler. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's, it's kind of like a good precursor to like playing Lords of Waterdeep. Yeah. Which is like also pretty simple, but not this simple. Right. Like, that board and those pieces might overwhelm people. It does look intimidating. Pulling out nine, ten cards. Yeah. And a little deck. Going on this, anybody can play this game. Right. Uh, yeah. Mint works. Mint works. Highly recommended if you can find it. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you want a little teeny game that you can play with people, distilling uh, <sighs> worker placement. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Great job. So, Great job. We also, uh, we're going to have to shift gears a little bit here because mm. we, we could have done a themed episode here yeah. because we played some wizarding games. We didn't play them both. We talked about one right. that you are pretty excited about. And now after you showing it to me, I also am very excited about this one. So this is uh, the Dungeon Dragons game, Rock, Paper, Wizard, which Ugh. A, is a phenomenal name. Yeah, so clever. Um, and also is designed by some friends of mine, uh, Joshua Capel. And Sen, Sen, uh, sorry, Sen Lim and Jay Cormier, friends of the podcast, and Canadians. Oh, all of them. All of them. Wow, all of them. Uh, Strong, strong game artisans up there Mm, in Canada. They don't have much else to do up there, right? Oh, ouch! (laughs) They do. They have very enjoyable things: hockey, Uh, curling, uh huh, yeah, uh, normal life things that we do here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mounties, Uh, the mounties up there. I guess so. Yeah. It's always with the Canadian jokes. We love the Canadians yeah, so much. But this, do. and we should, because this game is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Great it's a, export. It's a little filler. Why don't you talk about it, Eric? Tell us what the deal is. Uh, so in Rock, Paper, Wizard, you are whiz spellcasters in a, a cave trying to get closest to the pile of loot that has a dragon sleeping on it. So no, little, dragons yeah. and loot. Yeah, you know, all the things. 
Um, and so you are casting spells. Wait a minute. Are you in a cave or are you in a dungeon? I, uh, I think it's a cave. Because I guess like dragons don't hang out in dungeons. No. Maybe sometimes if they're chained up, but this one might Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, all right. So, <laughs> so you, are, you are throwing out spells. You have uh, four different spells to choose from. And uh, each spellcaster picks one, and then you cast simultaneously at a target of another person. And uh, you resolve those spells, and you are either moving yourself forward and pushing someone else back. And uh, the, at the end of the, the round, whoever is closest to the dragon gets to have more loot than others. And then uh, you get pushed back kind of towards the middle, you lose some ground, because it's too hot up by the dragon, and it's too cold by the uh, cave entrance. So you kind of push back into the middle. It's a nice little... So these adventurers aren't very tough. They don't like the cold, and they don't like no, the heat. No. <laughs> It's just too much to take. Yeah, so. but I, this little game is like 12 bucks. Yeah. And the components are great. It's got a little folding board. It's yeah. got little standees. Yeah. Um, it's got these giant, larger-than-tarot-sized cards that are this... And this, what's cool about the spell, so essentially <coughs> it's, a, it's a twist on paper, rock, scissors. Yep. And what... Like, the cards are big hands. Like, mm-hmm. how, you have to actually like hold your hands different ways, you know, yeah. like, to make these spells. So it's advanced rock, paper, scissors. Yep. Uh, really clever. And you got to be careful which which way you uh, make the motion of your spell because some there are a couple cards that are the the same kind of hand motion and uh, the up or down can really change which spell you're casting. So if you're not careful, oh. you can really. I did some damage to myself once because I cast it on myself instead of on the actual person. It was just, it was crazy. It's so thematic. That's yeah. so thematic. It's perfect. And man, like we didn't we couldn't play it today because they, you have to have at least three and there's right. only two of us. But like. Just from hearing the description and seeing the game, it feels like it is like going to be one of the new classic fillers. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. saying that because these are my friends. Like right. you showed me the idea and I was hooked. Yeah. And I thought, why did I not <laughs> think of this? Or why can I not publish a game like this? Right? Like maybe maybe I can someday. But really cool small box game uh, from Josh, Sen, and Jay from WizKids. Oh, man, I can't wait to play it. It's amazing. I'm going to buy a copy as soon as I can. It's so good. Nice work, guys. Yeah. Nice work. Um, then you came downstairs. You went up to get a drink of water, and you came downstairs with one of my games under your arm that you found <laughs> laying on a table, and you said, we're going to play this. And that was uh, Harry Potter's Hogwarts Battle Cooperative Deck Building Game. Yeah. So I've played this a little bit. I've talked about it a little bit. Um, I've been playing it with my wife, and you said, hey, you wanted to try it because yeah. you, you said, hey, your wife likes Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and it's a co-op, so you wanted to give it a go. So um, what were your thoughts after after your first... So Because st- you're familiar with deck builders. The rules right. say, don't start at the beginning. Go ahead and start at game three, which is okay with me because that's where I left off with Lisa. Mm-hmm. Um, we won. We did. Did you feel like it was a challenge? I, I did. Yeah, I thought we were getting our butts kicked for a while, but we came back around. The good guys won. End up um, defeating all the bad guys. Yeah, so like the game wins when you either like as heroes use your decks to defeat a certain number of villains, or when the uh, the dark side, the the lords of the Sith, um, <laughs> take over a certain amount of locations. And I've never really felt that pressure yet in all mm. my in my five or six games I played of it. Yeah, uh, that we're going to lose. Yeah, you know, like uh, today we got a little closer. Like we were on our third location, and there's these little cool metal control points mm. that that are growing and they were there was only a few left um and when we beat the last villain yeah so i felt the pressure a little more than i ever have before uh but at the same time like it did start to feel a little bit samey like mm. the game lasted about 40 minutes mm-hmm. uh and we're doing the same thing you right. know like and 
like I guess the good part is next time I can add, I can move on to uh, see movie book four, book four and yeah. add some new elements that will give it some new stuff. But like playing the same game, game three, this will be my third time because we played okay. it once and beat it. And mm-hmm. then we sit, put it away for a couple months. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, let's start again because I don't remember exactly sure. everything. And then we beat it. And then, so I, I don't think I've lost the game yet. Yeah. Um, but production quality is really good. Yeah. Um, do you think your wife would like this game? Uh, I think so. Uh, she would love the theme for sure. She's a huge Harry Potter fan, read the books. All of them. Uh, so it's good because it's co op. She doesn't like battling uh, me so much. She likes battling other people. But, <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think that I think that that's who this is for. Like uh-huh. it's fans of Harry Potter. Yeah, and it introduces modern board gaming. It introduces deck building, which is a very popular genre. Yeah. and it introduces some elements of the legacy stuff. That's mm-hmm. like the changing landscape of the board game that changes every time you play it. Yeah. There's some complaints about this, too, that I've heard, like, because your deck doesn't, like, you grow your deck every new game, but then at the beginning of that game, you start over. Like, right. Um, so, you start with the same starting cards and have to work your way up to it, whereas it doesn't change from game to game. It's not like a campaign for your specific character, mm-hmm. but it is, um, like, the game is is changing. It's just, like, gradually adding more. It's like adding in expansions. And right. It's like playing, like, starting with Carcassonne and then adding in five more Carcassones over the next five games. <laughs> So, like, I think it does that well uh, for introducing the game to people. Um, I was really hot on it at first. I like it. I'm going to play it more. I want to see how it shakes out. Yeah. Um, but now I'm not as quite as blown away as I initially was. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, really, really fun game. Um, really well done game. Mm-hmm. Pretty fun game is what I meant to say. Uh, yeah, that's Harry, Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle for USAopoly. Yeah. I think that... That you should be able to discard some of your starting cards. That is a mechanic I love in my deck builder, so that I'm getting to the cards I am acquiring, the ones that I want to see happen more that have the better abilities. And just like in life, we grow as people as we grow, or just like in even in Harry Potter, right? The, yeah. The characters show growth, and so their starting hands could have had a lot of potential to change and to become a little stronger. And I think that could have added an element of yeah. The legacy. I guess, I guess so far the way that they do that. Is that they give you a special ability? Yeah, but special abilities were like pretty minor. Yeah, and it was really hard to get to that special ability because of kind of the negative stuff that happens each round. Sure. Yeah. So if you like deck builders, if you like Harry Potter, definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to play Wizards and laugh more, yeah, it seems that like Rock Paper Wizard is your thing. Yeah. And um, if you're got stanky breath, you need to build a neighborhood <laughs> mint factory <coughs> town. A mint mint factory town. I don't know what the theme exactly mm. is in this game, but it's a good one. Yeah. Um, so that's some filler-ish type stuff for you to chew on and enjoy. So this weekend, I want to talk about what is coming up. It's What's big. Coming up? It's big in the gaming world. It's big. It's big. Huge. It's big. It is Unpub 7. Whoa, number yeah. 7 already? Number 7. So it's the Unpub, if you're unfamiliar, Unpub is the Unpublished Games Network, and mm. they have regional events. But they also have a yearly festival, Unpub Prime or whatever. Whoa. And it is in Baltimore, Maryland at the Baltimore Convention Center. And what's different about this convention is that it is not just tables of publishers hawking their wares, mm-hmm. which I heartily approve of. <laughs> um, this is kind of the flip side. It is like 75 tables of game designers mm. with their prototypes, sometimes mm-hmm. two or three different prototypes at different times. 
and they are demoing their games for the general public, which who get in for free as playtesters. So I don't know, like a thousand people come out and just want to play games. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And game designers are getting fantastic feedback Mm. and making their games better. And also, um, publishers go looking for new games. Yeah. So that's kind of the hat that I get to wear this time Mm. is um, the publisher hat. I've uh, been a designer there. I've been a publisher there. I've been a publisher and a designer at the same time. What? But this time, uh, I'm mostly going as a publisher just to kind of check out games hmm. and uh, see if there'd be any great little games to, to bring to people's tables. Cool. So that, that really would connect with me. So um, Unpub is awesome. So, so some of the things that like I think is really interesting about Unpub is like how many great games have, have come out of Unpub. I could list game after game after yeah. game. Any green couch games come out of? Oh Unpub? yeah, well I mean like Rocky Road Mode was oh, there. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else was there? Outlawed got some testing there. It wasn't an official like thing uh-huh. there, okay. but, but okay. I definitely did some uh, some work on that game there with some other designers. Hmm. Um, what else? Best Treehouse ever. Uh huh. Was uh, a game that was refined at Unpub. Oh. Uh, Ladder Twenty Nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All kinds of stuff. Wow. So, uh, but also like some of my favorite games, like uh, Alex Caverns uh, World's Fair. Oh, was, really? Was Unpub. Wow. Unpub graduate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dead Drop. Ooh. Dead oh. Drop got my game got signed at Unpub. At Unpub. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just it's if you want to explore like game design or just mm-hmm. see what it looks like under the hood and you're anywhere near Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. You need to get in that car and drive there and go play some games. Absolutely. And just see what it's like. Um, uh, Daryl Lauder and, uh, from the, un- the first Unpub where, mm-hmm. uh, where his game compounded. What? And, and TC Petty's Viva Java was yeah. picked up by Dice Hate Me. Wow. Um, there, there are a lot of strong force behind this. The, mm-hmm. Some of the Dice Hate Me gang that hangs around Daryl Lauder, Cool. Um, uh, Brad Smoley's now, so there's more uh, Maryland folks involved too. Okay. So, but a really, really cool convention. I'll be there. I'll be checking out games. I'll be playing games. I'll be uh, going to summer camp for for game designers, essentially. Whoa. Summer, and I hear there's so much snow there that it won't be summer camp at all. It's, it's like winter weekend. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It Got is. Got the big nor'easter coming over there. Yeah. So, Unpub is this weekend. Uh, if you're there, come say hi. Uh, tell me you listen to the show, and um, I will smile because I don't have anything to give you. <laughs> but I'll say thank you. Uh, that'll be awesome. So uh, anything that particular that you're looking forward to, gaming-wise? Well, so tonight in Flint, Michigan, uh, we are having our local game group is moving locations to a beautiful new space. Yeah. Factory 2, which is a sweet up-and-coming spot in Flint. And so I'm just pumped because we're going to play some great games tonight. I'm sure Rock, Paper, Wizards will be the first in a new space. <laughs> you know what's awesome? Okay, this is what needs to happen. John Dubois, if you're listening, here's what's up. John is going to be this weekend at in Maryland at, at Pub. He's a, he's a designer. He did design Avignon for mm, Bun Chai. Yeah. And Factory... So I started your game group, right? Right. Game Space in Flame. And now I moved, so you guys have taken the reins. And it was at the, the, the music venue, the Flint mm-hmm. Local 432 Community yeah. Center. But they're moving into Factory 2, which is a wonderful historical site. <laughs> it is the Factory 2 building that was formerly housed the Dort Carriage Factory. Yeah. So this is the birthplace of the automotive industry. What? It's now Factory 2, which is like a maker space yeah. with like 
CNC machines and laser cutting and mm-hmm. vinyl cutting and 3D printers and yeah. button makers and like learning skills and you having access to awesome tools. Yeah. But also game night is going to be hosted there as yep. well as like workshops. So it's it's run by a nonprofit affiliate called Red Ink. So check mm-hmm. out Red Ink. Yeah. And then John Duba, this is what you need to do because he's got a co-op he's working on called Striking Flint. Yeah. About the the sit down strike of the UAW that changed labor history. Uh, he needs to bring it and test it with your group. Yes, at Factory Two. That only makes sense. Yeah. So that's my uh, calling you out, John. Yeah. And John's also from Flint originally, so oh, he's got to get so, on it. Yeah, for reals, for reals though. Anyway, uh, Factory Two game night every Wednesday night. Yeah. Uh, Red Ink Flint. Look for it on Facebook, mm-hmm. or look for Factory Two Red Ink or something like that on Facebook. Yeah. And you will find it. You will. Uh, it's not hard. I'm really proud of you guys for continuing playing yeah, games. It's fun. Uh, I hope it continues to blossom and that you beat everyone mm-hmm. by getting the most loot in Rock Paper Wizards. Yeah. Right there in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> awesome. So, hey, thank you guys so much for uh, listening, for tuning into another episode of 20 Minutes of Filler. Please, uh, if you're receiving Rocky Road All Mode, if you're receiving Outlawed, tweet your pictures at us. I'm at Jason Gitarski or at Green Couch Games. Share with the world uh, that these games are arriving and how you're experiencing them with your uh, gaming group. And um, if you haven't yet, please check out uh, Ladder 29 on Kickstarter. Uh, a really fun game, and I'd appreciate you considering throwing some po- support towards that wonderful game. Do it. Awesome. So, Eric, where can people get a hold of you? Donut Cow 11. Donut Cow 11. On Twitter. On Twitter. Thank you so much. Until next time, get out there and play some great food games.